If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 27 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, December 29th, 2019. The final episode in 2019. And before we get started, I want to first thank you even further if you reached out, either when I first revealed on social media that a lot has been happening with me in the last couple of weeks, or if you reached out after you heard of it at the start of last episode when I spoke about it. You are all the best, truly. And with this year coming to an end, I want to thank you for listening to and constantly supporting this show. I can't put into words how much I appreciate it, regardless of what you do, whether you just listen or give me feedback on the show, vote, and or reply on the weekly polls every little thing helps and makes the show more fun and i'm very thankful to have each and every one of you and have as much fun as i do with this show every week it's truly been such a great time since i started this right after i graduated college in may so it's been going on for at least six months now and i've loved doing every single episode and i'm hoping for even better things in 2020 so with that being said let's get things started by as always giving our first of many shout outs to the team left jab united radio network they feature team left jab boxing radio team left jab uncensored and of course the team left jab united radio network go follow team left jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts apple spotify blog talk radio iheart you name it everywhere be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And as always, let's move right on to the next segment, which, as you know by now, is the poll segment. Brand new poll for this week after everything that's been going on in Yankees news. And I thought I would post it on Twitter and Instagram. Has to do with Dellen Batances, as we all know. Dellen Batances this last week signed a one-year $10.5 million deal with the Mets. And I'm going to get into all my takes about it and my opinions and all that good stuff later on. But for now, I thought since Dallin Batances is such a big topic here for the Yankees, and of course a big topic since he went to the New York rival, the New York Mets, I thought I'd make the poll about him this last week, so let's talk about it. So this week's poll on Twitter and Instagram so far got some pretty good interaction on Instagram and of course on Twitter as usual. Almost 300 votes over the few hundred of you as always that voted for this week's poll. I thank you very much as always. So here's this week's question. We'll start with Twitter this week. And the question is for this week's poll, how do you feel about Dallin Batances not returning to the Yankees? Now, the choices I chose were first, you were upset about it. Second, you feel that, eh, we'll be okay. And the third choice says you couldn't care less. And the winner of those three choices for this week's poll out of the near 300 of you that have voted so far was, eh, we'll be okay. 67% of you voted for that. 24% said you're really upset by it. And 9% of you said you couldn't care less that Dallin Matanzas left. So I just wanted to see what was really on the minds of Yankee fans, and there was quite a bit of responses to this poll as to what you may have voted for in the poll. So let's get right to those responses right away. Let's get right through them. And of course, thank you to each and every one of you that did reply, as always. First up, we have at SNSpacer31 says there's others that will replace him and cost less. 
That could certainly be true. The Yankees do have plenty of other options in the bullpen, as I'll get to later on. I definitely do want to get to all those other options that the Yankees do have, because there are definitely plenty. And of course, there are the rumors flying about a certain Brewers relief pitcher, and we'll get to all that discussion later as well. I have a plan to discuss all that good stuff, so just hang tight for that talk. Up next, we have at Laura underscore Navens. The bullpen will be fine without him. They were last season. It was the starting rotation that was the weakness for pitching. That problem has been solved. I, I definitely agree with that, and I think the strengthening of the starting rotation could definitely ease up on the bullpen's overuse as well. There were definitely some points, whether it be in the beginning of last year or towards the end of last year, and especially in the playoffs, that many people would argue that the bullpen was so overused that it could have been exposed, and, and teams like the Astros took advantage of that, got used to seeing the pitchers, and found success off of that. So I definitely do see stress on the bullpen being lifted because of the fact that the rotation is now stronger. Then up next, we had at Chardot. I hate to see him leave the New York Yankees. On the other hand, he probably wanted to reach top dog status again. Can't blame him there. Yanks will be fine. Well, I, I think Batantis always had that sort of top dog status as a back-end reliever in the Yankees bullpen, really setting up for Chapman for the better part of the last few years. And I think he's been one of the best at it. He's incredible between his fastball and his devastating breaking pitches. I definitely feel that he was already top dog or one of the top dogs in Major League Baseball as far as relievers, if you if you ask me. I thought he was always that good. Then up next, we have at team underscore left jab. <laughs> I always love when team left jab replies because now they get two shout outs. As a Mets fan, we needed him bad, but I still think the Yankees will be okay with a good pen regardless. Just wonder why they wouldn't bring him back even if his health is a concern. The upside is huge. And the upside definitely is huge because, of course, we all know Dellen Batantis' skill. We all know what he's capable of. But at the same time, his health was a risk. The Yankees may not have felt like the money was worth that risk, or they may have felt that it wasn't worth the risk in general in the sense that they don't feel that he could have bounced back from that injury as soon as they wanted him to. So there could have been many factors involved. Unfortunately, that's sort of a thing that's probably discussed within the front office with Cashman and the owners and, and just everybody, Aaron Boone. So I don't think us, the fans, will ever really know truly why they didn't work harder to get Patances back. Or maybe they did work hard and they just couldn't come to an understanding. I mean, I mean, I don't know. But the fact is, there must have been something there for them not to have brought him back. Because I know that they really did value Batances. I mean, how could you not? Very talented guy. Up next, we had at Laker 477. He said, the fact that he went to the Mets with no attempt by the Yankees to keep it from happening tells me all I need to know. If the Yankees thought he was 100% healthy, they would have fought to keep him. The fact that they didn't tells me he is still not 100%. Well, we do know that he isn't 100%, and we have a strong feeling that he's going to miss some time to start the 2020 season because the partial tear of that Achilles is a big deal. It goes without saying how serious an Achilles injury is, and many people, especially pitchers in the past that have dealt with Achilles injuries, it's been really serious for them. Because think about it, the pitcher is constantly pushing off of and landing on their legs and feet and the Achilles basically connects the leg to the foot. It's a big, big tendon. It's a big deal. So if they, I agree with you, if they felt that he wasn't recovering at the pace that they wanted him to or that he wouldn't be ready in the timeline that they wanted him to be, I don't know what their reasoning was. I really don't. But the fact of the matter is, I do agree with you in the sense that if they didn't bring him back, there must have been something underlying there. So I do agree with that. And I trust in Cashman and the Yankees' ability. They know their players fairly well. And I feel that they do know most of the time what is best. So I, I trust them with this. But I definitely agree with you, Rob. There must have been something else there. 
between their lack of confidence potentially or the fact that they didn't think he was worth the money because of the injury struggles other than just the Achilles because he was really injury prone before this. He was dealing with other issues like his shoulder, his lat before this, and then the Achilles went. So who knows? Up next, we had at Tegan Graham 23. When Dellen was on, he was a top three reliever in baseball. I don't understand how people can forget how great he was. I don't think it's so much that people forget as much as them really being, I don't want to say afraid, but really skeptical of how injury prone he's been and, you know, how much money he was asking for because of that and really trying to value, well, is he really worth that money if he's going to miss a lot of time? And I think people do recognize and remember the fact that he is as talented as he is with the fastball and his devastating breaking pitches. I, I definitely feel that people haven't forgotten about that. But I think they're more thinking about what's best right now, especially after the money they spent for Cole. I mean, how much money is he really worth after missing as much time as he did and how much time he may continue to miss in 2020 because of his Achilles injury? I don't know. Maybe these things are crossing into people's minds a bit. But as far as his raw talent, I don't think anybody's forgetting about that. I mean, I, I certainly haven't. I, I was I was pretty upset when they lost Batances, but I understand why they didn't make as hard of an effort or supposedly they didn't. But I certainly understand what you're saying, Tegan, and I, for one, have not forgotten how talented he is. I, for one, have not. Then up next, we add at Laura underscore Icemont saying, I think we'll be okay. Our bullpen is still strong, and there's still a possibility of getting another relief pitcher. There is. I mean, there's plenty of time in the offseason left. And of course, a big name from the Brewers that we'll get to later is definitely a big name that's been discussed a lot. So we'll get to that later in a bit. Up next, we had at Mountain Gal 456. At first, I was upset, but then realized how long he had been out due to his injuries, and the Yankees were still doing fine. I wish Batances luck with the Mets. Hopefully, he stays healthy. He's a good guy, and the Yankees will be just fine. We have a pretty awesome team. Well, that's definitely for sure. The Yankees have a damn awesome team, and we'll see how 2020 goes, and I, for one, also do wish Batances the best of luck with the Mets. So thank you, Tina, and everybody else so far that I've gotten to that has replied so far. Up next, we had at peace now for life. Definitely a tough loss, but the bullpen was fine without him last year, and his injuries last year have me worried. Achilles' injuries are tough to come back from, and overall, I'm not that upset to see him go. Well, definitely preaching what I was saying earlier, that Achilles' injuries are in fact a big deal, and they are. And that is another fact. Even though Batances is as talented as he is, it is also a fact that without him last year, in 2019, the Yankees won 103 games. And the bullpen still got by fine. So that is true. Then we had at official 52011 underscore two. We will be fine because he's coming off an injury, so he won't be ready for opening day. And yeah, I mean, I don't really think anybody knows just how long he won't be ready for, but I'd be surprised if he was ready for opening day because of how serious an Achilles injury is. Then we had at Bobby Tat 631. At first, I was upset, but I think the bullpen is still strong. He did miss last year, and I think Cashman will still add another arm if it's needed before the regular season begins. And yeah, that goes back to what I was saying before as as far as adding another arm. I definitely do think that's a possibility, but we'll get into that later when discussing adding another arm to the bullpen potentially. Then we had my girlfriend at Vic Salimo saying, with Cole, we'll be just fine. Who knows, old players have come back before. Maybe he will come back one day. For now, it's unfortunate that we won't have him next season, but the organization has to make moves to better the team to win the 2020 World Series, and this was one. 
That's definitely true that players have come back in the past. You've seen it happen with Chapman. You've seen it happen with Andy Pettit. You've seen it happen with Adam Warren. This is his third stint with the Yankees now since the Yankees got him back. So players have definitely returned and people were definitely even alluding to the fact that, hey, maybe the same thing could happen with Didi after his one-year deal with the Phillies. So I definitely think it's a possibility. The Yankees have bought players back before. Then we had at Todd underscore Kelleher. I think we would have been without him anyway. Look how long it took Britain to recover from the Achilles injury. That's true. And again, that goes back to the seriousness of an Achilles injury. Most of us know the seriousness of it. Then we had at the Rick 4444. We won many games without him. Yankees must know something about his health that we do not. I'm okay with picking up another arm. I don't think we need to get Hader. Cole and Seve will give us around 400 innings pitched combined, and that will alleviate some stress on our bullpen, which is already great. I couldn't agree more with that. I do agree with that. I do think that Cole and Seve have the potential to give that combined amount of innings. Of course, you have to say, well, injuries allowing it, because of course, after 2019, you always have to put that little asterisk there saying, well, if injuries allow it, this is what could happen. <laughs> so that's what I say about them giving a combined 400 innings pitched. But I definitely do think that Cole definitely alleviates some pressure from the bullpen, and maybe the starting rotation will be able to get some more length and take some pressure off the bullpen. I definitely do agree with that much being a possibility. Up next, we had at Greek underscore God. I feel bad for him because his timing for a chance at a decent contract has been terrible. We'll be okay because I'm convinced his Achilles injury will make him a non-factor in 2020. Now, I'm not sure about a non-factor, but it'll, I, I think it'll definitely make a missed time. That's a fact. And I definitely do agree that the timing for a decent contract is bad because if he would have had a dominant 2019, who knows the money that he could have asked for this coming off season. And also with all the arbitration stuff in the past, yeah, the timing's been pretty bad for him. I do agree with that. At Kenya underscore Simone 17 says, I'm a bit sad to see him go, but I voted for we will be okay. We made it through the season without him and will continue to do so. He's great when healthy, but we do have guys that can pick it up when they need to. And I agree with that. I do. Uh, He's great when healthy, but other guys can pick up the slack and fill the void. I do feel that. Then we had at Deb Seymour 51. Chad Green will probably take over his role as much as I love Dellen. Well, Chad Green, who knows what's going to be going on with him this coming season because basically anything could happen for him. That's the exciting part. Because if you think about it, with Cole being in the rotation and the rotation strengthening now, You probably won't see Chad Green open as many, if any, games at all as an opener. And he could either be, he could give you two or three innings in middle relief or long relief. And he could possibly be in the back end of the bullpen as well to help out there. Chad Green, in my opinion, is a guy that can move around the bullpen and do whatever the Yankees require him to do. And that's what I like about him. He's a good guy to have in the bullpen. So I do agree with that, that Chad Green could slate in towards the back end of the bullpen. Then we had at makeup underscore mofo says, I don't think he makes or breaks us. He is good when he's healthy. Let's get him healthy in Queens and get him back in 2021. So another person that says, hey, he'll spend a season there, bring him back after that. Fair enough. Then we had at coach Lou Rallone says, it's going to suck because when he was healthy, he was a beast. I've torn my Achilles tendon playing basketball and yeah, it sucks. Slowed my game down for sure, but a lot of it is mental too. I'm going to miss the guy for sure. He's a New York guy. Well, as far as being a New York guy, at least he's remaining in New York. He went to the Mets. (laughs) So that much is good for him as far as wanting to remain in New York. But yeah, as someone, I mean, listen to Lou, guys. He tore his Achilles tendon and says it's, although most of it he believes is mental, it's a big deal. So another supporting factor is to someone saying the Achilles tendon is nothing that should be taken lightly. 
it's a big thing to tear, even if it is just a partial tear. And it slowed Lou's game down, even though he was talking about basketball, not baseball. But you get his point. So we'll see the outcome that it has on Batances in 2020. Then we had at run, read, repeat 12. Says the Yanks are deep in relief pitching. Looking at the group of relief pitchers, Dellen's last season was suboptimal. A change in scenery will be good for him. I don't know about suboptimal, but last season, you know, he didn't pitch much at all. But in 2018, I, I thought he did a fine job. He had 115 strikeouts, 270 ERA, and he appeared in 66 games. So that's a pretty good sample size for that sort of performance in that season. So I wouldn't say suboptimal, but maybe a change in scenery will be good. I think most of it just depends on how long it takes for him to come back from the partial Achilles tear because it's a severe injury, as I've said so many times already. And I think a big factor of it is what happens with him and how long it takes for him to come back and make an impact on the Mets, who were in desperate need of a good bullpen arm for years now. And they're hoping that Batances could be that good bullpen arm. Then we had at Knuckleball Lady says, not saying that I won't miss him, but he missed almost all last year and the pen did a good job until they were overused by the playoffs, so we'll be okay. Well, that was the key. They were a bit overused and hopefully the rotation being a bit stronger with the addition of Cole can alleviate some of that pressure. That's what I was saying earlier, but the pen did do a good job without him. That's true. I mean, Chad Green, even though he had a really bad start to the year, he really fixed himself and proved himself to be very important with the opening role and just about any other role they put him in. And then the rest of the back end of the bullpen, I mean, Ottavino was great until the last couple of weeks of the season into the playoffs. Tommy Canely was a huge factor in the 2019 team. That cannot be underappreciated at all. Tommy Canely was a big deal. Zach Britton had a great year. And Chapman was fine too. So I definitely do think the bullpen did a a great job without him. I, I agree with that. But we'll see how they do without him in 2020 because last year they're just waiting for him to come back from injury. Now he's definitely not coming back in 2020. So we'll see how they manage. Then we had at the pinch hitter two saying the year went fine without him last year. Losing out on him still hurts. I loved him as a fan, but I think the Yankees' new strength of the rotation will ease the burden on the bullpen over the course of the season, making the loss more palatable. So that's exactly what I've been saying to many of these replies. So I I do agree with that. Then we had at Don underscore Allard underscore Re. Upset because he's a hometown boy and belongs there. But with Britton, Canely, Ottavino, Green, his loss will not hurt the Yankees where they're vulnerable. Now, I do agree with that. And I mean, he is a hometown boy and it does make it tougher to lose a player that's homegrown and really comes up through the system and is your guy. It always is a little bit tougher to lose a guy like that. That I will not deny at all. That's true. But again, with the other names that I just mentioned before, I do agree that the bullpen will be okay. And I'll get into that more later, of course. At mpain318 says, love that big guy. Some of the nastiest stuff ever for a reliever, but he just seems like an injury waiting to happen. That definitely seemed to be the case in 2019. He really had a tough time between the shoulder and lat issues, and then he came back, and after getting like two outs in Toronto, I believe it was, partially tears his Achilles. That's it's a tough break if there ever was one. At Osvaldo Alcant S, Yankees going to be okay, but Yankees should have gave Batances a ring. It's weird. A ring. Okay. Well, a championship, if you mean, yeah, a championship would have been nice, potentially in 2017, when they came as close as they did, if not for some trash can banging. But another story for another time. (laughs) Then we had at ERIV126 saying, the Yankees will be fine, but the fact that he signed with the Mets upsets me because it may motivate him to be better than he was before the injury. He's a New York City kid, and I will always root for him, but seeing him in Queens will bother me. 
Well, that I guess it's just a matter of how much it'll bother each and every Yankee fan, you know, depending on how you feel about a Yankee going to the Mets or Mets fans feeling about a Met going to the Yankees. I guess it just depends on each person how much it'll bother them. But I definitely understand how that could bother you like that. Those were all the replies from Twitter, and I thank each and every one of you, as always, for replying and interacting on that poll. A lot of votes on this one, as there usually is for each and every poll each week. So let's head on over to Instagram before we move on with the main talking points here in episode 27 of Yapping Yankees. Of course, on Instagram, the same question applies, except I couldn't include a third choice because, as you all know, the polls and the Instagram stories only allow you to have two choices to vote for. So... Here's the question again, in case you forgot. How do you feel about Dallin Batances not returning to the Yankees? Now, the two choices I left open were the fact that they were upset or saying, eh, we'll be fine. And the choice of, eh, we'll be fine won here as well, but it was a bit closer. 56% of you on Instagram voted for it will be fine, and 44% of you voted that you were pretty upset about it. And I did get a couple of replies on Instagram about it. First off, I'll start off with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, says, who needs someone who can't stay healthy? (laughs) Well, listen, it was really in 2019 he didn't stay healthy, and I I understand how it could be frustrating for lots of fans that having someone who was out for as long as Batances was in 2019 could be a bit aggravating because last year was such a colossal disaster with injuries. That goes without saying. But his talent was still off the charts. Don't forget about that. Batances was an incredible pitcher, but I understand the frustration over injuries and dealing with people that seemingly have a lot of injury trouble. And up next, we had the Dark Knight 025, or as you may know him on Twitter, my good friend James Celestin at Anime Soldier 01 says, I'm very upset. I met him, and he was a nice guy, and he's playing for the Mets. It hurts so much, but now we have to not overpay for Hater. And again, haters, that mysterious guy with the Brewers that we're going to get to discussing very shortly right after this segment's done in the talking points for today's episode. And thanks to my mother for her reply as well. And last but not least on Instagram for the replies. Got a lot of replies this week. I think it was with both combined well over 30. So up next and last but not least is my good friend Mattio underscore 95, Matt O'Leary. Be sure to check him out on all of his social medias and check out all of his sports content as well. Matt is great. Follow him on all social medias at Matt O'Leary NY. Be sure to do that. He replied with, I for one am happy about it. And if you don't know about Matt at all, he is a Met fan. He said, I think the Yankees bullpen is more than fine without him though. Obviously would have been good for them to retain him, but they should still be a top unit in the league without him. I definitely understand why Mets fans would be happy with him, as I would be too if I were a Mets fan, regardless of how much time he may or may not miss in 2020 because of the Achilles injury. But like Matt says, I do agree with that as well, that the bullpen should be okay. So again, I do want to thank each and every one of you that did vote and or reply, whether it was on Instagram or Twitter. It means a ton as always, and thank you so much for doing it. All right, so last but not least for Yapping Yankees, as always, for the last segment before we wrap up the episode, we get to the hottest talking points in Yankees news throughout the last week, and there are really three main talking points that have happened since I last spoke to you last Sunday, and we'll start out with the one that happened not long after the last episode of Yapping Yankees. Of course, there was news that broke that Chance Adams was traded to the Royals for minor league infielder Christian Perez, and... This really started out when Chance Adams was DFA'd on the 18th to make room for Cole, of course, 
And the crazy thing is, you may have forgotten when it comes to Chance Adams, despite his disastrous Major League experience so far, you may have forgotten he ranked 53rd amongst Major League Baseball's prospects in 2017. And that year, in 2017, he posted a 2.45 ERA in the minors. It's really good. And over five minor league seasons, which was 507 and two-thirds innings pitched for him, he pitched to a 3.24 ERA. And after a lot of injury troubles, he was never the same, and the major leagues have mainly not been kind to him at all. And from the injuries, he lost his velocity, his stuff was never as sharp, and he got hit hard. In the last two seasons with the Yankees in 16 appearances, he pitched 33 innings and posted an 8.18 ERA. Very bad. <laughs> Yikes. But it, it just didn't work here, to say the least. And this season, I remember so many games where I was just begging them to take him out of basically every single game he appeared in, almost every single one. Maybe going to a new team in the Royals can help him start over and do him good, and I wish him the best, but boy, did it not work here. With them, though, there's not really any pressure, less media coverage, obviously, and he's not in the main spotlight of New York anymore, and plus he's on a Royals team with not much pressure at all, considering they're a team that lost 103 games last year. I mean, he could get more opportunities there to turn his career around, hopefully. Many guys who have struggled here go to smaller market teams with more opportunities and less attention on them, and sometimes they flourish. So we'll see if the same thing happens for Chance Adams. But as far as being on a big team with big expectations, doesn't really have that again with the Royals. I mean, they again, they lost 103 games last year. As many games as the Yankees won. That's really bad, but the good thing for Chance Adams with that situation is, again, with the less attention there and the less pressure there to be phenomenal, that works to some guys' favors, and sometimes they really succeed in those kind of environments where they go there and they feel the pressure's lifted. It's happened with many guys in the past. It even happened with A.J. Burnett a little bit after he left the Yankees when he went to Pittsburgh. It even happened with Yvonne Nova for a while. And many other guys, they just couldn't really handle it here. So that could be the factor for Chance Adams. Or maybe he'll just go there and continue to stink up the place. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But I, I think him being with the Royals now, smaller market team, not as much pressure, not as much in the spotlight. We could possibly see what Chance Adams is made of and we can see if he can turn his career around. So to the joy of many, many fans, even to my own joy to a certain degree, a lot of people were very happy to see him go because he really was bad here, especially in 2019. I mean, in his first appearance in Fenway Park, he showed potential back in 2018, but in 2019, anytime he appeared, especially after just just remembering how big of a deal he was as a prospect back in 2017-ish, when he did as bad as he did when he came here throughout this year, and, and even at times in 2018, when he had the bad outings that he had, it really just made you scratch your head. But it was it was really, really tough to watch him this year. And as I said earlier, there were so many games, more than I care to count, where I was just watching, begging the Yankees to take him out. He would get just pounded. He would get killed. So hopefully with the Royals, he finds a better home there, and, and maybe things could be easier for him. So Chance Adams to the Royals again for minor league infielder Christian Perez. And of course, the big news of the week is Dallin Batantis signed a one-year $10.5 million deal with the New York Mets. And there's a one-year player option for 2021, and Batantis is guaranteed the $10.5 million between his 2020 salary and a 2021 buyout. 
He spent the last eight years with the Yanks, in case you want to hear some history on Betances that you might not have known. He spent the last eight years with the Yankees and was a four-time All-Star excelling in the back end of the bullpen. As many of us remember, a 236 career ERA in 358 games out of the pen. He had 36 saves in his career, although he wasn't primarily a closer, only slated him in when they really needed him. And he was a strikeout machine. When he was on, he couldn't be touched. Between the blazing fastball that would light up the radar gun and his breaking pitches, which were just downright unfair for hitters to deal with a lot of the time. Since 2014, he led all major league relievers with 609 strikeouts over 374 innings. That's crazy. And his career 14.6 strikeout per nine innings rate is the third lowest in the modern era. And it is fitting for him at the end of the day because the New York boy is staying in New York, of course. That is what many people like to cite in this. But when it comes to Betances, as you probably heard me say how much I agreed with some of the comments in the replies for this week's poll, I, I definitely agree with many of the people when they talk about the fact that they think the bullpen will be fine and and they'll make it without him, especially considering how they made it without him in 2019. That was a big indicator of it. There's legitimate proof right there that they were able to succeed without him. But at the same time, when you look at Patances' raw talent, there's no denying what's there. I mean, his pitches were just... It was unfair to ask of hitters to go up to the plate and actually hit off of him most of the time. When he was on, you couldn't touch him. You could not touch him. He was untouchable. So, in that sense, it's going to be upsetting to not think that he's going to be there for the bullpen come next year. And as many other people mentioned, and as I just mentioned earlier, of course, he's a New York boy. The Yankees home grew him. He's homegrown. He's a Yankees guy. And the Yankees had to say goodbye to him. So, in that sense, it always makes it tougher, in my opinion. But at the same time, I think it definitely proved last year that they could be okay without him. The team overall be fine without him. So, even though I was upset to see him go... I was definitely upset. I was I was a Patances guy. But I think they will be okay. So many of the replies there I do agree with. But like many do, like many feel this way, I do wish him luck with the Mets. And even if you really, really are going to find it tough to watch him in a Mets uniform when and if he does get to pitch next year because of his injuries that have been giving him trouble since the start of 2019, as we all know, just wish him luck. You know, I know I do. And I, I do understand if you're going to have a tough time seeing him in a Mets uniform. It's it, it's always weird whenever a Met goes to the Yankees or whenever a Yankee goes to the Mets. I mean, it's a crosstown rival. They're still in town, but it's just they're playing for the other side. So it's, it could definitely be weird. I, I, I more than understand that. So Dellen, thanks for all you did here, and we'll miss you, but I'm still confident that the Yankees will be fine. Now, on our last talking point of episode 27, let's talk about the main rumors some have thrown around a lot, so much at times that some may call it overkill. <laughs> but with Patances now gone, some fans, at least what I've observed lately, feel a void in the pen with Patances' departure. Now, while I feel, as I just said, that they'll be fine in the bullpen, even though losing a homegrown guy of Batances' abilities is tough, others feel someone should fill in for him. Now, the big name that I've been citing throughout the whole podcast that people have been talking about is Brewers all-star reliever and one of baseball's overall best relievers, Josh Hader. Now, people have been throwing around trade packages involving Andujar or Frazier or both, or both along with a top prospect, and that's what some reports have indicated that have said the Yanks and Brewers were in at least some contact about it. And Duhar and or Frazier with a top prospect. Now, 
People have debated with that in all kinds of ways, saying Frazier, because of his attitude and lack of defensive attributions for starters, makes his value lower than it should be, and Andujar's value is lower because he just missed basically an entire season from his shoulder injury and surgery. And that's why the Brewers may be asking for a top prospect along with it, or saying that Andujar and Frazier aren't needed because in Andujar's case, the infield is overcrowded and he's a defensive liability and that Frazier doesn't belong here because of the reasons I said earlier, or even taking the other side and saying the both of them is too much to begin with, with Frazier still having some pop offensively and having potential for improvement, and Andujar's first full season consisting of what should have been a Rookie of the Year season, and the top prospect with them makes it even crazier or what have you. What I'm saying is what a lot of fans and most of the league seems to be thinking, and I couldn't agree more. I don't think Hayter personally is going anywhere. I think he's staying put in Milwaukee, and I understand why they may be asking for a lot, and I hear the people saying it's crazy considering we are just talking about a reliever here, but you must remember, we're talking about one of the game's best relievers. So they're being tough, but we all know Cashman also tends to be a tough negotiator. He tends to know each player's worth fairly well, and I just don't see a deal happening. But as I was saying earlier... I'll just reiterate it once more. I do think the bullpen is going to be okay. I really do. And if 2019 wasn't an indicator of that, I don't know what is. And I do think that the strengthening of the rotation hopefully makes things easier on the bullpen anyway. Now, this all goes out the window if injuries do just take over again like they did last year. But just for our sake and for our sanity as fans and for the sanity of the organization, let's just all cross our fingers and hope that what we witnessed last season in 2019 with all the injuries was just a huge curse that we will never see again on that kind of a scale. Let's just hope for that. But with injuries permitting it, I do think that with the strengthening of the rotation, as many people said in their replies, it will help the bullpen to not be as overused as it was at certain points throughout last season. And you still have huge names out there, as I mentioned. You have Chad Green, who might be moved around different roles in the bullpen. Because I do not see, with Cole being on this team, and the Yankees really having a solid four or five man rotation now, I do not see nearly as many, if any, opener appearances needed for Chad Green. So perhaps he'll be used as that long relief in the middle relief if the starters don't go as deep, or maybe he'll be used as a back end guy since he may not be used in the opener role as much, if at all. So you have Chad Green, who could be moved around quite a bit. You have Adam Ottavino, who I know, in the minds of many Yankee fans, and even including myself to a degree, I know that he has a lot to prove again after what happened to him in the last couple of weeks in the regular season of last season, and also going into the postseason. Of course, we all know what happened to him. He had a very tough time, and he really got hit hard. So he has a lot to prove, but you do look at the first five, five and a half months of 2019 and see how fantastic Adam Adovino was with his frisbee-like slider, with his moving fastball that you could rarely keep track of, and you know what he's capable of. So he has to show us that he could get back to that sort of pitching, and he could be that pitcher that we can rely on. He comes into the game and we say, oh, we're good, this inning's fine. Or if we need him for another inning, oh, we're fine for next inning too, and not feel that sense of unease when he comes in. You want to feel that sense of ease when Adovino comes in again. So you have him, and you remember how good he was for most of the year. 
You have Tommy Canely, who, as I said earlier, it should not be ignored how important he was on this 2019 team. If you go back to 2018, he had massive problems with a dead arm. And you never thought you were going to see the Tommy Canely that was so iconic in 2017. Because again, he was great that year. Then he had the 2018 down year, and he came back this year in 2019. And many people were uncomfortable with it. We're like, wow, what are we supposed to expect from Tommy Canely here? But look how he did. He came out and he became such a huge role for that bullpen. And I'm not even sure how the Yankees would have done without him. He was a key factor in the 2019 bullpen. Tommy Tight Pants, as they love to call him. That cannot be underappreciated how important he was. So you have him. And you have Zach Britton, who for many of his Yankee appearances towards the end of 2018, when the Yankees acquired him, I really thought that he wasn't really anything great. I thought he was fine, but there were a lot of games he came into where he made you sweat a lot, and he just didn't get the job done. So going into 2019, I was like, I don't know about Zach Britton. I'm not too confident in him. But he came in, and he had a phenomenal season. Probably one of the better arms in the entire bullpen in 2019 was Zach Britton. So you have him, and of course, last but not least, you have Roldis Chapman, who I know many of you can't seem to get the horrible memory of Jose Altuve's ALCS ending two-run homer in the 2019 American League Championship Series out of their heads. I get that. And the fact of the matter is when Chapman is off, when he doesn't have his stuff when he comes into closed games, he could be really, really tough to watch at times. I totally get it. And, And you're right. He can be tough to watch when he doesn't have his stuff, but who isn't tough to watch when they don't have their stuff? Because the fact of the matter is when Chapman does have his stuff, like Batances oftentimes, it's tough to touch him. So Chapman is definitely a big name to have out there as well. You have all of these names that could pick up the slack. Maybe even other names that could come along throughout the 2020 season that could surprise us and add to the mix. So even though Batances is gone, and even if Hayter doesn't get traded here, I still think this bullpen and this team overall should be pretty damn fine in 2020, especially considering they still won 103 games in 2019 through all of the injuries and difficulty they endured. Let us not forget any of that. And the fact that they didn't have Batances at all in 2019 threw it all, with the exception of a couple of outs in Toronto. So if I look at this Yankee team and I remind myself that they have a very strong offense, They have a pretty strong rotation now with Garrett Cole being added to it. You have Garrett Cole, you have Luis Severino, and let us not forget that even beyond those two, you have a James Paxson that could be newly transformed after, I feel, the game that he earned his pinstripes, Game 5 ALCS in Yankee Stadium in front of the Yankees' home crowd where he convinced Aaron Boone that he could stay in the game and finish the job on the stage that mattered most and the Yankees' backs were up against the wall, that was the moment in that iconic game pitch that I feel James Paxton earned his pinstripes. And let us also not forget the second half of the year where he strongly bounced back and became the James Paxton we all expected from the start of 2019. And if he continues on that path, that's another huge name to have in the rotation. And of course, you have Tanaka, who's mostly known for his success in October. But if he could fix his occasional regular season hiccups, you have him as a major name. And although we are not 100% sure of what will happen to the five spot, you have plenty of candidates that could take over in the fifth spot in the rotation. That's a solid rotation right there. And of course, you still have a bullpen filled with many elite names despite Batances' departure. I still feel that this team is going to be damn fine in 2020. 
And with that being said, that is the end of episode 27. So, as always, I'd like to thank you so much for listening. One last shout-out to Team Left Jab before we sign off here. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, anywhere. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys, and while you're at it, be sure to also follow me on all social medias, Mike Scudero. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter, of course, the app that I'm most disgustingly active on, at Mike Scudero. And you can find me on Instagram as well, at MikeScuds97. And one last thank you to each and every one of you that, as always, interact on this show, whether it be through listening, through voting, and or replying on the polls, or giving me feedback. I don't care what it is. Just know that it is beyond appreciated. So, I tip my cap to all of you, and once again, thank you 3,000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday in the new year, January 5th, when I come at you with episode 28 of Yapping Yankees to start 2020, hopefully the year the Yankees get number 28. Until then, have yourselves a great week and have a happy new year. A new decade is upon us with the year 2020 and the 2020 season just around the corner. Go Yanks! Go Yanks!